This is New Life Christian Fellowship's weekly message podcast. You can find us online at newlifepetaluma.org. And now, this week's message. Uh, Hey guys, my name's Christy. I'm one of the pastors here, and I'm just really excited to be with you this morning and see all these beautiful babies. I love babies so much. Um, My family and I, we we have some news since the last time I saw you. We actually moved uh, into a new house, and we're super excited here in Petaluma. (laughs) Yeah, you guys can clap. We moved out of our apartment and into a house, and it's just been amazing to have a little bit more space for our family. Um, and But the thing is, is like in our apartment, we had basically like three pieces of furniture, and that's it. <laughs> and so we needed, when I knew we were going to be moving, I started thinking about what are the things we need to get to fill our new home. And one thing I love is I love plants. Any other plant lovers out there? Yeah. <laughs> I love plants. Um, and I follow this page on Instagram called uh, Costco Does It Again. And they post all these different plant deals. And so one day I saw that they had posted uh, Costco selling their 16-gallon tropical plants for an amazing price. And I was like, I got to get some of those. So go to Costco, scoop up a couple, bring them home. And on our moving day, we had some friends helping us move. And they came, they're like, oh, I just, we love these plants. Like, where'd you get them from? They're like, Costco, you got to go. They have them right now. Um, And so, so there's about four of us. And these girls, they all went out that week and got the same plants that I had. So if you were to walk into any one of our houses right now, you would see that we all have the exact same tropical palms and fiddly figs. And it's all because of the influence of this Costco Instagram page. And that's how life goes, right? Like, we're influenced by others. And our lives are actually a reflection of the people that we follow. How many of you have ever heard this phrase, show me your friends and I'll show you your future? Anyone? I love that phrase. I love it because there's some truth there. We become like the people that we surround ourselves with. And this is a principle that we see not just in the world, but we actually see this over and over again in Scripture. Uh, Some different verses. Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools suffers harm. You know, do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. Um, Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked— but they delight in the law of the Lord. Lots of scriptures just pointing to the fact that we become like who we hang out with. And you know, we all want to follow the right path. But in today's world, it can be really confusing because everybody kind of seems to be saying different things. For example, like, okay, I really like this person, but, and there's some truth here that they're talking about, but maybe I don't agree on that point, or, you know, everyone feels differently about things. So how do we know who to listen to? How do we know who to follow? Because it's not just about the friends that we choose. It's about the voices that we trust and the voices that we give platform to in our hearts. And this is so important. And this is so important because some voices will lead us into life, And some voices will lead us into distraction. 
And so today we are continuing in our overflow series in the book of Philippians. You guys, I have to apologize in advance. I had all the slides ready, but I did them in a white font, and they're not showing up this morning. So you guys are going to have to pay extra attention uh, as I read through this. My bad. Next time, next time I'll be good. But we're in this, this overflow series right now. We're looking um, at this letter that Paul, one of the first church leaders, wrote to the people of Philippi through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And the passage that we're going to be looking at today is actually a master class in discerning who and what to listen to. So are you ready to jump in? If you have your Bibles, go ahead and open them up to Philippians chapter 3, verse 15. We're going to start there. It says this, Let all who are spiritually mature agree on these things. If you disagree on some point, I believe God will make it plain to you. But we must hold on to the progress we have already made. All right, what's he talking about here? What are the things that we need to agree on? Well, I'm glad you asked because we've been in this series of the overflow going through Philippians, and Paul is referring to the passages that we have looked at over the last few weeks. And so if you've missed them, I really encourage you to go to our New Life website and check it out and listen uh, to those passages later this week. Uh, Verse 17, he says, this is where we're getting into it. Dear brothers and sisters, pattern your lives after mine. And learn from those who follow our example. For I have told you often before, and I'll say it again with tears in my eyes, that there are many whose conduct shows they are really enemies of the cross of Christ. They are headed for destruction. Their God is their appetite. They brag about shameful things. And they think only about life here, this life here on earth. But we, okay, everyone say, but we. But we. And when we see this in scripture, we pay attention because this means we're going to choose to identify differently. But we are citizens of heaven where the Lord Jesus Christ lives. And we are eagerly waiting for him to return as our savior. He will take our weak mortal bodies and change them into glorious bodies like his own using the same power with which he will bring everything under his control. It's an amazing day. And so Paul starts out this passage by saying, Brothers and sisters, pattern your life after mine and learn from those who follow our example. Paul's saying this not because he wants people to follow him, uh, but he's saying this because he, what he's trying to say is follow me as I follow Jesus Christ. In fact, he actually flat out says that in another letter that he writes in Corinthians. He says, and you should imitate me just as I imitate Christ. So the key here is, is that Paul is following Jesus, and I think Christianity sometimes can be like this giant game of telephone, right? Except it's a game that people actually like take seriously, (laughs) and uh, we're all unified around one thing, one person, and that person is Jesus Christ. Jesus is the key to our unity, We care about what he cared about. We look at our life and we pattern our life after him. And when Jesus walked the earth, uh, he absolutely loved people. He loved the church that he was giving his life for. He loved the scriptures. He loved spending time with God. He loved fulfilling the mission that he was sent to accomplish. And so the key to unity here at New Life is that we're all following after the same thing. We're all following Jesus together. And as long as we agree to follow Jesus, we're going to have unity. 
So wherever you're at today, I just want you to know we're so glad you're here. And we love you and we respect you. And you are absolutely welcome here. And I hope that you feel that deeply. And maybe you're unsure about Jesus and you're just checking things out. You are welcome here. Maybe you are a Buddhist or an atheist. You are welcome here. Maybe you completely disagree with everything that Jesus represents and you got tricked into coming here today. Uh, You are respected and you are honored. And we're so happy. You're always invited to come. Wherever you are, we're so happy you're here. And it's only fair to let you know that we are running after one thing here at New Life. We are chasing after Jesus because we believe that Jesus is God and that he alone offers the path of life. And that's what we want for you. We want you to know the goodness and the love of God deep within your soul because it's actually a love that you were designed to experience and it's a love that can only be found and satisfied in him. And so Jesus' love leads us into a kingdom and it's his kingdom and it's full of wonder It's full of new life, it's full of hope, and full of joy. So Paul is saying here, follow me as I follow Jesus. And then he's going to give us a warning. He says, "Um, for I have told you often before, and I will say it again with tears in my eyes, that there are many whose conduct shows they're really enemies of the cross of Christ. So what he's saying here is that there are people we should pattern our lives after as they follow Jesus, and then there are people that we have to be careful about imitating. And so today we're going to kind of do two sections here. We're going to look at this warning first, and then later we're going to compare it with the people we should follow. So how do I identify someone who, as Paul says, is living as an enemy of the cross of Christ? Like, what does Paul mean when he's talking about this? Well, the cross of Jesus is, a be- is beautiful because it's through the cross, it's through Jesus' death on the cross that we experience forgiveness, we experience acceptance and relationship with God, we experience eternal life all through the cross. But the cross also has another meaning to it. Jesus calls us to take up our cross, to deny ourselves, take up our cross and follow him. And we share in his suffering as we leave our old life behind and we become more like him. So what does this mean, share in his suffering? Well, following Jesus doesn't always feel good at first. Uh, It doesn't feel good to stop those bad patterns. Like, have you ever tried to break a bad habit? Like, have you ever tried to quit sugar? (laughs) It's hard. It's awful. I mean, it gets better in the long run, but it's uncomfortable. And especially at first, in a lot of ways, it feels like a death. Well, following Jesus is the same way. And so when Paul describes those who are living as enemies of the cross of Christ, he's talking about someone who's rejecting this new life that Jesus offers all of us, someone who's unwilling to take up their cross and follow him. And you and I can be in that place whenever we say, God, why do I need to change? Like, doesn't, doesn't God love me just the way I am? Well, yes, absolutely, he does love you just the way you are, but he loves you so much that he doesn't want to leave us in the brokenness of life. That's why we need Jesus, because Jesus gives us the power to follow after him. So let me be very clear, because the scripture is very clear, that we don't fight against people. We're not talking about fighting. We're talking about following. We fight for people. 
Ephesians 6.12 says, We are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and the authorities of the unseen world. So our battle isn't against people, it's against the spiritual realm. And what we're talking about today isn't fighting, it's about following. So we recognize that there are some people who have been deceived, and we shouldn't follow them. It doesn't mean we can't be friends. It doesn't mean we can't spend time together. It doesn't mean they don't have good things to say. It means that we have an inner boundary that says, I love them dearly, but I won't imitate their life. I want the very best for them, but I won't imitate their life. I pray blessing upon them, but I won't imitate their life. And the strength of your inner boundary will determine how much of yourself you can give to them. So, for example, I have two um, teenage daughters, and I love that my girls have friends of all walks of life. Um, But the question I'm always asking them as their mom is, are you influencing them more, or are they influencing you more? Like, have you ever sent your kids to sleep over and they come home with new, new habits? <laughs> That's always fun. Because if they're influencing you more, then we have to be careful. We have to reevaluate how much time we're spending together. And this isn't just a principle for kids. This is a principle for grown-ups, too. Why? Because show me your friends and I'll show you your future. And Paul writes this, they're headed for destruction. Their God is their appetite. They brag about shameful things. And they think only about life on this earth. So we're going to unpack these three phrases just a bit. Their God is their appetite. What does that mean? Does it mean they like walk around hungry all the time? Um, (laughs) it, It means that their desires are the most important thing in their life. Um, it means that their desires have become their God. And what desires? Well, it could be anything, anything that we want more than God. It could be money, sex, power, status, anything that we place above God in our lives. And it doesn't even have to be anything bad. It could be hobbies, relationships, or sports. Um, When we ignore God's desires for us and we put something else in its place, we are serving our own appetite more than God. So this next phrase here is they brag about shameful things. So not only do they replace God with their appetite, but now they're bragging about it. They're flaunting it. And I'm sure you've seen this on social media, just like flaunting, bragging, proud about things that would actually break God's heart. Um, That's what that means. And then this next phrase, they think only about life here on earth. So instead of asking God, God, what is your purpose for my life? Why, why did you place me here on earth? How can I steward this life that you've entrusted me with? And who, do, who do you want me to be, God? Um, instead of that, they're asking, what do I want to do with my life? What is most important to me right here, right now? Not what matters for eternity. And so when you come across someone like that, you can love them, you can respect their choices, but don't follow them. Don't imitate them. Remember what Paul says, but you are a citizen of heaven. That's where our focus is, on the eternal things, on the kingdom of God things. We love them and we make the conscious choice to live differently. I remember in college um, thinking, like, I got to get a mentor, Um, And so I kind of looked around, and I found one, 
And she is absolutely wonderful in my life. To this day, she still is. And I remember sitting in her backyard, diving through the scriptures, and uh, she really helped me understand what it means to follow Jesus. And a friend of mine at the time said, you know, that's great that you have her, Christy, but um, there's actually mentors all around you if you look. I think we need both. We need those people that are up close in our lives, and we need those people that we see from a distance. But how do we identify them? We're going to flip back to Philippians chapter 2. And this is the portion where Paul is encouraging the believers to find godly role models. And so we're going to read this passage together. We're going to see who these guys are and what it was that qualified them as godly role models. So flip to Philippians chapter 2, verse 19. It says, If the Lord is willing, I hope to send Timothy to you soon for a visit. Then he can cheer me up by telling you how you are getting along. I have no one else like Timothy who genuinely cares about your welfare. All the others care only for themselves and not for what matters to Jesus Christ. But you know how Timothy has proved himself like a son with his father. He has served with me in preaching the good news. I hope to send him to you just as soon as I find out what's going to happen to me here. And I have confidence from the Lord that I myself will come to see you soon. Okay, so we see Timothy, and he's this picture of a godly role model. Um, But what marked him? The first thing that we see from his life is that he has genuine care for what matters to Jesus Christ. Like Paul says, I have no one else like Timothy who genuinely cares about your welfare. Well, how does Timothy genuinely care about people's welfare? Well, all the others only care for themselves and not for what matters to Jesus Christ. Okay, so like how do we know what matters to Jesus Christ? And this is why the scriptures are so important. Because they inform us about what matters to Jesus. And this is why it's so important that we're spending time in the scriptures every day, in God's word, so that we can know the heart of God, so that we can know what his voice sounds like, so we can have discernment in our lives between the things that matter to Jesus and the things that will lead us away from Jesus. Because when someone values what matters to Jesus, they are pointing you to what's best for you. They might not even know you, but they are demonstrating genuine care for you by valuing and living out what matters to Jesus. Okay, so the second quality that identifies godly role models is this, a proven track record of fruit. The verse says, but you know how Timothy has proved himself. So what does a proven track record look like? It means that you can look at their life, you can see that they serve Jesus faithfully, uh, you can see the fruit of the Spirit. And the fruit of the Spirit are the qualities that flow from someone's life when they are full of the Holy Spirit. And we see these differences listed in Galatians 5.19. It says this, When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. And so ask yourself, before you follow someone, what's their track record like? How does their life line up with these qualities? 
if, if it's good, then you're good to go. And if it's not, then it's time to put up some boundaries in place and find another role model. So let's check out this other guy that Paul is sending as a godly role model. His name is Epaphroditus. And we pick up his, uh, his little bit in Philippians 2.25. He says, Meanwhile, I thought I should send Epaphroditus back to you. He is a true brother, a co-worker, and fellow soldier. And he was your messenger to help me in my need. I'm sending him because he has been longing to see you. And he was very distressed that you heard he was ill. And he certainly was ill. In fact, he almost died. But God had mercy on him and also on me, so that I would not have one sorrow after another. So I am all the more anxious to send him back to you, for I know you will be glad to see him, and then I will not be so worried about you. Welcome him in the Lord's love and with great joy, and give him the honor that people like him deserve. For he risked his life for the work of Christ, and he was at the point of death while doing for me what you couldn't do from far away. So this next quality that we see that identifies a godly role model is that they value the work of Christ above their own life. Epaphroditus risked his life for the work of Christ. And so what does that look like today? Because we're not necessarily out here like risking our life every day. Um, (laughs) But we do set aside our preferences and we make Jesus the highest value in our life. Above everything else, we ask Jesus, what do you want? Do you want me to love people? I will love people. Do you want me to worship you? I will worship you. Do you want me to follow your teaching? I will follow your teaching. Those are the things that are at the top of the list. Valuing Jesus above my own life is a heart that says, I'll set my desires, my comfort, my fear, my plans aside and chase after you, Jesus, with everything within me. And so, A good question to identify a godly role model is, do they take the easy route in life? Or do they partner with Jesus in building the kingdom, even if it means suffering and pain and hardship? So we're going to look at these two lists side by side. And again, I'm sorry I don't have, if it's hard to read. But it's really clear when you kind of put them up next to each other. We have like our don't imitate and our imitate. So don't imitate, their God is their appetite but we imitate genuine care for what matters to Jesus. We don't imitate brag about shameful things, but we do imitate a proven track record of fruit. We don't imitate thinking only about life here on this earth, but we do imitate valuing the work of Christ above our own life. Can you see the difference? Can you see the the, the difference here? There's a contrast And can you identify people that maybe you need to start following because of the positive influence they can have in your life? Or maybe people that you need to stop following because of the negative influence they can have in your life? I think if we were to Google, like, the top 10 most famous role models alive right now, um, you know, would they meet this criteria? (laughs) Like, I don't know. I'm not so sure. But we can love those celebrities. We can enjoy their movies. We can enjoy their music. But when it comes to who we follow, we have to be careful and have that firm inner boundary. Loving hearts, but a firm inner being that says, I will follow Jesus and I won't emulate anything that doesn't resemble him. So more importantly, can you see the path that you want to follow here? When my girls were little, uh, they loved to play dress up and they get their, they play make-believe for hours in their room, especially when we were living in Canada and there were snowy days. 
And they would have these elaborate storylines. They'd have stuffed animals, and um, there'd be scenarios where, like, I walked in one day, and there's all these animals are hurt, and they're being nursed back to life in the hospital. Um, and then one time I walked in, and there was this great battle going on between the ponies, like good ponies and evil ponies. And, and then, like, another time I walked in, and there was, you know, mama bears protecting and taking care of their babies. And I think in all of these scenarios, there was this sense of good and evil. And there's a sense where good was prevailing. And looking back on it now, I can see that in their spirit, that there was this sense that even in the brokenness of this world, there are good people that they wanted to follow and emulate. And C.S. Lewis has this amazing quote about children. He says, since it is so likely that children will meet cruel enemies, let them at least have heard of brave knights and heroic courage. I love that, because we all need to hear about brave knights and courageous heroes, even us grown-ups. And this is why uh, we're commit. This is what we're committing to as a church family for all these little ones here today, that we're going to be examples of, of godly role models. And I love what I love about following Jesus is that as we follow Him, we actually become that role model for others. And it's not just for us, it's not just for our generation, but it's for all the generations to come. And so I hope that this is helpful for you. Um, and my prayer for you is that you grow in the wisdom and discernment to know who to follow, who to listen to, who to pattern your life after. So let's go ahead and pray. Father, I just thank you for this morning. I thank you for our church family. And I thank you that you created us to be a city on a hill, a bright light like a lighthouse in a storm, Father, that we shine brightly for you. And I just pray that you would help us to do that, to use our influence uh, to lead others to you, to lead others in the path of life. Father, in this world, there are so many voices, and I pray that you would give us discernment as a church to know the difference between your voice and, and the deceiving voices out there, Father. Help us to spend time in your word and to cultivate um, so that we can know and understand the plans that you have for us. We love you so much, Jesus, and we, we commit this week to you. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you enjoyed this week's message. You can find more information about New Life, including contact information, at newlifepetaluma.org. Thanks for listening.